We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. The Bible tells all of us who are part of the body of Christ to be imitators of Christ. One of the many reasons why we're told to be imitators of him is because Jesus is the head of the church. The head leads and guides the body in the direction that it should go. The body is supposed to follow the leading and direction of the head. God designed the body of Christ to operate the same way. We Christians who are the body of Christ are supposed to do the same thing that our head, Jesus Christ, does. We're to follow the lead of our head, Jesus, and do whatever our head, Jesus, communicates to us, his body, that we should do. Whatever our head, Jesus, does, we're supposed to follow his lead and do too. Whatever the head, Jesus, doesn't do, we're supposed to follow his lead and not do the same thing too. God wants us to be imitators of Christ so that we can live the kind of life that he desires us to do. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. I don't have to ask y'all how y'all doing today. Praise God. I'm a blessed man. Praise God. I'm a blessed man walking. I'm a BMW. I am not a hoopty. Praise God. I'm a blessed man walking. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I know I'm looking at some luxury rides out here too. Praise God, sweet ones that God ordained to be you. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way lying. It's going to aid and assist you in stepping into the fullness of the things that God's got planned for you. So my hope is that you got an ear to hear what the Lord's about to say to you. Because if you do, you're about to get blessed in Jesus' name. Be able to step into a life that's not stressed in Jesus' name. That life that he purchased for you through the shed blood of Jesus, just for you so that you can be able to live out the fullness of what he got planned for you. I'm going to share with you a little bit more today that allow you to be able to learn to live out that way so that you can be able to step into the fullness of what the word of God has to say. You ready to hear? Because yeah. ready or not, here it comes. Let's pray. Of course, Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start off with it, starting with verse 1. This is the foundational text of the teaching. We're going to do a brief review, and then we move forward into today's stuff that's here, hot off the presses just for you. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start reading verse 1. It reads, be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. Neither filthiness nor foolishness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. 
Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. But be ye not therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the world. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. He's saying to his church, he says, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. The Lord is coming to his church right now and talking to his church. He always talks to his church, but he really talking to his church right now. He always speaks to his church, but he's speaking for real, for real, for real to his church right now. And he's talking to his church and he's trying to get his church to do something. And what he wants to first do is wake up, wake up because the church is asleep. Living out the American dream, living out somebody else's dream, but they still aren't living out his purpose for their lives and living it the way he wants them to do. So he's talking to his church. He's telling them to wake up. Why? Because you're not living out the life that I got planned for you. You're not doing what it is that I got for, I got, got for you to do. And you're not stepping into the things that he's already got planned for you. So God is trying to wake up his church right now. The sleeping giant is about to wake up. And we're about to stand up and be the people that we was always ordained to be. And live this thing out totally and victoriously like God planned for you and me. But in order to do that, we got to first wake up. Praise God. Because we, we sleep snoring, you know. Hallelujah. We just laying back and enjoying ourselves, praise God, and just enjoying that slumber. But it's time to wake up. Praise God. And stand up and live this thing out like he intends for me and you. Living it out like he wants us to do. Quit living out like fools, but as wise. You know, he wrote this to the church. He said to them, quit walking like fools, living like fools. A fool, of course, by Bible definition, is a person who says in their heart that there is no God. But we know that there's also an effectual fool. Praise God. And that's the one that effectually lives in their life and as though there is no God. That they conduct themselves like there is no God. They make their decisions like there is no God. They live out their lives day after day as though there is no God. And God said, come on, fool. I mean, he don't want us walk living like a fool. He said, wake up so that we don't live like a fool and act like a fool. Does anybody hear me up in here? But we start living this thing out like he intended for me and you. And that is that we do this. And he told us, I need you to buy back the time. I need you to redeem the time. Buy back the time. Make this time worth it. Because we had a short time before the coming of the Lord. And he wants us to buy, buy this time back and make it worth it. By living this thing out like he intended me and you. As followers of Christ like we're supposed to. We already found out that that word followers means an imitator. Which means that God wants his church to begin to imitate him like we always were supposed to do. Imitate him because that's his plan for me and you. Instead of us just having God as an adjunct to our life, a little additive to our life, a little extra policy attached to our life. Whereas we keep on living our life the way we want to do. God says, no, I want you to be an imitator of me and live this thing out the way I do. 
Because an imitator is a person that conducts themselves like a person that the other one does. If they act or conduct themselves in action as well as behavior like they're supposed to. In fact, he wants us to mimic him, we found out. Praise God. Which means to imitate or copy an action and the speech. Which means our actions should match his. Our speech should match his. And the way we conduct ourselves should all be a match for his. Why? Because we're his. And we don't do this because we got to, we obligated to do, or it's something that we got to worry about if we don't do, something bad and horrible is going to happen from him to me and you. No, we do this as dear children, people who love their father. And I thank God that I'm in the midst of people that love their father. I thank God that a few of us love our father. Praise God. Because our father loved us so much, we're going to love him back. And we're going to do it just like that. We're going to live this thing out like he told us to do and walk in love as Christ walked in love too. Because we got love for him and we got love for the others around me and you. That's why we're going to do that. Christ was our example, we found out. He's an example to be able to live this life out before me and you. So we can learn how to live it out when we become family members too. Well, we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We're now part of the family. And because we are family, then we ought to live this thing out just like he. We ought to conduct ourselves like he do because he was the firstborn of many brethren. Of course, we're the many brethren that came after him. And so, therefore, we're supposed to operate like our brother do and operate like him. That's why we found out that the ultimate aim of the Christian's life is to display Christ-likeness. The ultimate aim in a Christian's life is to display Christ-likeness. It's not to get a brand new car and drive far and then take a selfie of yourself and send it back, post it on your wall and to everybody else. No, that's not what life is about. Praise God. It can be included in life, but that's not supposed to be life. That's not what God has as your life. That ain't what we do. And it ain't to be able to buy a brand new house in a brand new neighborhood, praise God, and then open up the car, garage and look at a car that look real good. That's all nice. That can be included in life, but that's not your life. That's not your objective in life. Our objective in life is to be Christ-like because we're supposed to be Christians, Christians. We're supposed to be just like him. Remember when God created man, he made him a little lower than himself. Well, we're supposed to be just like Jesus, praise God, because we're supposed to be cut out the same stock, lit his thing out just like he wants us to do as imitators of him. Therefore, we ought to be just like him and deny all ungodliness and live godly in this world. We need to learn to start contradicting. That's what deny means, to contradicting, disavowing, rejecting, and abnegating, refusing anything that's got to do with, with, with anything that's ungodly and only accepting our lives that which is godly so that we can live this thing out like the Father wants us to do. And that is holy on this earth like he told us to do. In fact, he said, be ye holy even as I am holy, saith the Lord, which showed us to the extent that he expects his holiness to be able to extend. And that's all the way to the point that we just like him and live this thing out like we're supposed to. In fact, that's just what we ought to do. That's if we're going to live this thing out like we want to. He wants us to do. But we found out in a great house there's both vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. Both of them are in a great house. God's got a great house, and he has extended his loving, gracious arms to everybody. Whoever wants to come in, come on in. But at the same time, just like God loved you enough to be able to accept you just like you are, he loved you too much to leave you like you are. He has every intention to be able to cause you to become the holy person that he intends you to be so that you can live it out in total, total, I said total victory. But in order to do that, you got to begin to start living like God wants you to do. We found out that the devil knows that God hates immorality and uncleanness. He knows it. And because of that, that's, a, that's his objective in life is make sure that we continue to operate in immorality and uncleanness. But we found out that ain't what God got planned for me and you. We depart from evil and we do good. We book evil. We get up out of dodge with evil. We lay aside evil and we ain't involved in that no more. And we start doing the good that God intended for me and you. But the problem is, brothers and sisters, is what is evil and what is good. 
We found out we've been living in a world system that has trained us that evil is good and good is evil. Because if Satan can get you to think that good is evil and evil is good, then you'll do evil and think it's good. And you'll do good and think it's evil or won't do good because you think it's evil. And then the Bible says, woe will come into your life, a prolonged form of woe, grievous distress, afflictions and trouble come up in your life. And the devil say, ha, got you. Because you didn't even know what to do when the opportunity came before you. But that's them. That's not me and you. We found out that our father rejoices when his children walk in truth. He says, I get no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That's why we walk in truth. Praise God and live this thing out like we're supposed to. And we found out God's law is truth. God's teachings, his doctrines, his instructions, they are truth. Praise God. And from that, we gain righteousness. Now, that word righteousness is not talking about the righteousness that we gain as a result of receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's right standing with him. He gives us that. You can't get that on your own. But this one you can do. This is the rightness. This is the rightness as in what we ought to do and how we conduct ourselves. We can learn from the law exactly how it is that we ought to conduct ourselves because it's a teaching. It's a principle. It's a concept that God has in store for me and you. And our job is to be able to find it out, live it out like he wants us to do. All of it, he said. Praise God, because all of it is true. Rather than fashion ourselves according to the old world that we used to be in and the former lust that we used to do. Now we know what the right is. And now we can operate like we're supposed to do. Because we found out only God's word is right. Everything else is wrong. Last time we got together, that we got a chance to talk about this subject. We found out that once we learn and hear, hear and learn God's law, we're supposed to delight in the law of the, uh, of the Lord. And we're supposed to light, delight about it in our heart. We're supposed to rejoice, praise God, and be glad about finding out what it is. Even when we find out we're wrong, praise God. Because we found out through the word of God, you can also find out you're wrong too, praise God. It doesn't always just smoosh you and tell you how wonderful you are. It also tells you where you're wrong from time to time too. And that's good news. It's good news to find out you're wrong. Because everybody think they right in their own eyes, but when somebody come and help you realize what actually is right and what actually is wrong, since we all actually want to do right, then now we can do right and not wrong. We can get excited about it. We can get thrilled about it. Hey, man, at least a few of us will. Praise God, but all of us are supposed to. Because we find out we're supposed to be excited about it. Why? Because when we find out the truth and walk according to truth and order our life according to the truth and continue in that truth, then the Lord will make sure that we're free and we stay free all the rest of the days of our life. That's good news. Praise God. So therefore, we're supposed to be excited whenever we find out what's true and then live that thing out like, we won't, like we're supposed to. That way we won't be slipping and sliding. We won't be sliding and gliding all through life, tripping and falling and doing all kinds of stupid stuff that we ought not do. But we can move forward boldly into the life that God has in store for me and you. But we also found out that sometime when that word comes, it comes as a gold, comes as a cattle prod. Why is that? Because just like a cattle prod with big, strong animals that don't want to go in the direction that the keeper wants them to go, praise God, they use a cattle prod, praise God. And so if they press up against it, it causes them to feel a little something, something. That causes them to realize that they ought to pay attention. And that's how it is with God, too. God's word sometimes is a cattle prod. It's not always comfortable finding out what it is that we find out. But at the same time, just go in the direction that God wants you to go, and everything is going to be blessed. I'm telling you so. Turn to 1 John chapter 5. Let's dive into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you, sure enough. If you've got but an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you, today you're going to be blessed because you're going to learn a thing or two. 1 John chapter 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Of course, this is in the letter that uh, the Apostle John wrote, who was considered the Apostle of Love. And he's teaching us how to fellowship with love. 1 John chapter 5, verse 18 makes an awesome statement to me and you, something that we ought to do as children of God. 
He says, starting with verse 18, we know that what whosoever is born of God sinneth not. Hello? I said, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. Well, see, just by the silence that occurred, that proved to me that folk don't know this. Because most folk don't know this. Don't feel bad. They was quiet at 8 o'clock too. Praise God. In fact, they also had a look on their face. At least y'all know how to pretend like you, you, you in there. Praise God. They had a look on their face like, really? You know, we supposed to be able to not sin? Absolutely. Praise God. That's what God's intention is. Praise God. Hallelujah. We supposed to know that. Which shows you the state of the, uh, of the affairs in the midst of Christianity right now. Because there's so many people that do sin. I said that do sin. That the idea of the thought that you know that because you're born of God that you don't sin is a strange thought to people. Arr, they go Scooby-Doo on you. Like, Arr, who to me? Couldn't be. Yeah, you. You stole the cookies from the cookie job. Praise God. Well, let's just read it. Verse 18. We know that whosoever born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself that the Holy One touches him not. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. We know that. See, as God's dear children, we were supposed to do something. In fact, a few things right there, it states. And one of them is to keep ourselves from evil. One of the things that we're supposed to do as children of God is to keep ourselves from evil. One of the things that we're supposed to do as God's dear children is keep ourselves from evil. Because the Bible says, verse 18, we know that we are of God. Now, it's 19. Verse 18 says, we know that whosoever is born of God. I got anybody in here born of God? Well, according to the word, it said, we sinneth not. Now, that word sinneth right there properly, it means to miss the mark. It means to miss the mark. That's usually the definition that people hear. But I'm going to expand that definition and give you more of what it means elliptically. What is the inference also? It means to miss the mark and so not share in the prize. To miss the mark and so not share in the prize which is deep right there because it's trying to tell you one of the reasons why Satan wants to get you to sin, even as a person that's born again. It's why, because you have opportunity to not share in the prize that God has for you, not share in the wonderful things that he got planned for you. Why? Because you missed the mark and didn't do what he wants you to do. If I told you to come to my house at seven o'clock and I'll give you a thousand dollars, be at my house at seven o'clock, but any other time I ain't giving it to you. If you don't show up in my house at seven o'clock, you missed the mark. And so, therefore, you missed out on the opportunity to experience the prize that you was going to receive. Although I already had it waiting on you, although it was already set for you, I already extended the grace in your life to receive it because I told you about it. And I already had it stacked up over there waiting on you, but you didn't show up. And because you didn't do what you're supposed to do, you missed out on what God has in store for you. Trust the brother. I ain't going to get in my car and go looking for you. Praise God. I told you what to do to get it. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And the word of God teaches us what we need to do to get it. It's already waiting on you. God's already got it for you. It's already bought and paid for for you. He's telling you in his word exactly what he wants you to do to get it. But if you miss the mark after that, then you miss out on the prize that he has. Satan clearly knows this. And because he clearly knows this, he wants to make this foggy to you so that you don't know this so that you can continue to think it's okay to do what you do. And then all kind of teaching enters the church that tells you it don't matter what you do. The devil is a liar. It does matter what you do because it determines whether or not you're going to receive the prize that's already bought and paid for, purchased and appropriated for you. God's got it already sitting there waiting on you. 
These things, the blessings of God are already yea and amen in Christ. He's already said, yeah, he's going to do it. He already said he want to do it. Now he's trying to line us up so that we can do it in the middle of our lives like he wants to do. Just like salvation is already purchased for everybody, but everybody hasn't received it. The blessings of God is there for everybody, but everybody don't receive it. And the reason why is because everybody don't do what they're supposed to do to get what he has in store for them. That's about as clear as I can put it. Figuratively, it, it means to err, to err. That's, that's called error cut off. Error. Well, you just, you just messed up so much that you don't even use the whole word error. It's just error. Just error. The error is, is doing something that's wrong instead of that which is right. The actual error is doing something that's wrong instead of doing what, that which is right. But this is the unfortunate part. The error is actually the result of thinking something is right when it actually is wrong. Thinking something is right when it actually is wrong. Therefore, the wrong is done thinking it's right because we think it's right, but it's wrong because I know, especially up in here, I know that folk ain't going to do wrong knowing it's wrong. I say, especially up in here, I know folk ain't going to do wrong knowing it's wrong. Amen. I'm starting to feel like I'm in the right house now. Praise God. We ain't going to do wrong knowing it's wrong. We did wrong thinking it was at least right. We was at least fooled. We was at least tricked. We was at least, at least thought that we was doing the right thing. But then we come out later on down the line and find out we didn't do the right thing. We like, mm, my bad. Dang, I didn't know that. Now just tell me what the right thing is so I can know exactly what to do so I can do what I'm supposed to do. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. If I bought you flowers and I later on find out you're allergic to flowers, oh, my bad. <laughs> let me take them back. Praise God. And let me get you, what, let me get you some plastic flowers. Praise God. Some silk flowers. Hallelujah. I didn't know that. You know, and it's the same thing here that if we know what it is we're supposed to do, it seems as though we would do. That's why the Bible teaches us, praise God, that we don't do what we're not supposed to do. But this is what we do. Let's read it to you. He said, he said, he said, we're, we're in, what, what verse we in? Let's see. Yep, 19. He said in verse 18, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God, I got anybody here that's begotten of God, that means that you're born again, keepeth himself keepeth himself that word keepeth right there means to guard to guard but it carries an elliptical statement of guard from injury or lost that we guard from injury or lost because don't no, none of us want to experience injury praise god so we guard ourselves from that just like we don't want to experience loss so we guard ourselves from that if we think we got a weak knee we wear a brace if we think we got a weak ankle we wear a brace if we, wear, if we think that something is going to cause injury to come to me and you, we don't do that because we're trying to stay away from injury. We're supposed to keep ourselves, guard ourselves from injury or from loss. Included in that loss is the loss of the opportunity to receive the prize that's already waiting on you. To be able to share in and participate in that prize that's already waiting on you. Now properly, this is deep, properly it means to guard both from injury and loss. Watch this, by keeping the eye upon by keeping the eye upon. In other words, we're supposed to keep our eyes open and look out to ensure we don't mess up. He's telling this is what this is what, now this is what the born again people do. We don't just live any old kind of life, it don't matter. The devil is a lie. We keep our eyes wide open to be able to look around and see what's going on. Come on now, first Peter chapter five to live sober and vigilant. Whereas we pay attention to what's going on. This is what children are. Now see, the world, they don't have to pay attention. They just do anything. 
They go anywhere, do anything, don't matter, do it twice on Saturday, and if they wake up on Sunday, they'll do it later on on Sunday too. But that ain't, that ain't me and you. We pay attention to, because the Bible says we keepeth ourselves to guard from injury or loss. In other words, we're to keep our eyes open and look out to ensure that we don't mess up. Why? So we don't miss out on what it is that God wants to give out. So that we don't miss out on what God freely gives out. Because God's freely giving this stuff out. But you can still miss out on it. Are you listening to me up in here? Just like you would have missed out on that thousand dollars by not being in my house at seven. Even though it was already set up for you to be able to get it from heaven. But you're not going to get it because you didn't do what he said do. So God said you need to pay attention to what you do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about what God wants all of us to do and be. That's be images of God like he made and saved you and me to be. I hope even more that you're learning about the things that we can do to be the images of God like he wants all of us to be and do. So come on, y'all. Let's do what God wants us to do and imitate him like he's given us the privilege to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just count that to church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. Fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. H-E-W, hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.